0: This is theology and current events number 47: Did a beetle sell his soul to Satan? So the question of today's podcast is, did the British rock star John Lennon, make a pact with Satan? Let's begin with a St. Michael prayer. Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, o Prince of the heavenly host. By the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits, who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. So did the British rock star John Lennon make a pact with Satan? Notice it's in a question, not an answer. But there's some extremely significant evidence out there that we're going to consider here. What does it mean to sell one's soul to Satan? You might remember my friend Zachary King, who was on my podcast. He was the ex-Satanic Wizard turned traditional Catholic. He believes it's impossible to sell your soul to Satan as only God owns your soul. I like his thought on this, but it fails to explain a couple things. First, every mortal sin is in some sense an informal pact with the devil. Because remember, if we die with just one mortal sin or original sin on our souls, it is the teaching of the Catholic Church that we go to hell. And secondly there's something more formal than just sin it's called selling your soul to Satan and in a formal pact one can exchange fame or power here on earth for your soul in hell now the obvious rebuttal to all of this would be well why would even an unbeliever exchange a limited amount of pleasure on earth for an unlimited amount of time of pain in hell well It's true that many Satanists don't believe in the afterlife. Many beginning Satanists, I guess we could call them, don't believe in the afterlife. But many advanced Satanists do. But again, many beginning Satanists don't believe in an immortal soul. So someone might exchange, say, a limited amount of power on earth for a deal they think, oh, say just an imaginary Satan will have to come collect on. Or maybe they think hey, it's worth the risk to go from being a little rock star to a big rock star because a lot of these guys have heard that other rock stars did try such packs with preternatural forces and apparently they didn't have consequences in their life. And by the way, so did many other Hollywood stars and globalists. But I don't suggest you try this as we're going to see how John Lennon paid for this deal probably not a good idea to have kids hear this podcast, but I personally think teenagers should be allowed to listen to it because they're entering a world out there where these things happen. So John Lennon, as we're going to hear, found out the hard way that the devil will come to collect on such a deal. And as we're going to see, Satan apparently made John Lennon pay for his fame at exactly the 20-year mark, indicating a limited amount of time for exchange of his soul in hell forever. You consider the evidence. That's why we put this in the question form. But there is evidence to consider out there. I want to pause here and say that Zachary King is right about one thing, that ultimately your soul belongs exclusively to God. And that is why, if you've sold your soul to Satan, I have good news for you before we continue. And I'm not kidding. I know that sounds sarcastic, a little bit fantastical. But again, if you did sell your soul to Satan, I have good news for you before we continue. If you are an unbaptized person and you sold your soul to the devil, you can regain it by giving your entire life to Christ and being baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. If you are baptized and sold your soul to Satan, you can regain your soul by one good confession to Jesus Christ through a Catholic priest. You may want to find a traditional Catholic priest who will not be scared away If you contact him before that baptism or confession to say that at some point, either before your baptism or even within the sacrament of confession, or even before or after the confession, you want to say a prayer like this. Now, I just made this up, or I've actually had this in my mind rattling around uh, for a while, but if I were teaching in seminary, I would have all seminarians be prepared to help those who sold their soul to Satan bind themselves again to God alone. Or what I'm going to explain to you is not a common thing to hear in confession. It's a little more common than most seminarians realize. Probably a lot more common than most bishops and priests who've never really spent a lot of time in the confessional realize. But in any case, in the confession before absolution, I would have the penitent say something like, In the name of Jesus, I renounce any and all pacts or bonds with Satan or any demons, or any damned souls that I have made in my life, consciously or unconsciously, and I bind myself entirely and exclusively to the Blessed Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as well as all the good angels and the saints that serve and adore the Trinity, especially the Blessed Virgin Mary and St. Joseph. So that right there is the prayer that would probably work after or before the confession, also before baptism if you're not baptized, but I prefer it, to include that in the confession before absolution. Yeah, it's really that simple. A good confession gives your soul back from Satan to God, even if you made a pact with Satan that he gets your soul. He does not get your soul. If you have any takeaway from this podcast, let it be the good news that the blood of Jesus Christ in just one confession is enough to give your soul back to its rightful owner, God himself, by making just one good confession to a Catholic priest, Or again, if you're unbaptized and did something like that, just have that prayer prayed by you before the priest baptizes you. Yeah, it really is that simple. Of course, you might need some purgatory time if you were baptized when you made that, or some deliverance prayer here on earth, whether you were baptized or not, because sometimes people can remain under various oppressions, even after confession. You may even have to suffer a lot on earth after becoming a good Catholic. But again, as St. Augustine said, suffering is the medicine of salvation, not of damnation. So last time here, if you sold your soul to Satan, all you need to do is make a good confession about that sin and all other sins. And if you persevere in grace, I promise you will not go to hell. I'll put that prayer I said a minute ago in the show notes. It's obviously nothing as deep as Father Ripperger's books, but it's just a start for emergencies on the go. Now, what I'm about to read you comes from a website called Tradition and Action. And this post was written by Margaret Gallitzin, or Margaret Gallitzin, not sure how you pronounce her last name. Well, she called this blog, John Lennon's Pact with Satan. It is a review of a book she read by Joseph Nisgoda called, The Lennon Prophecy, A New Examination of the Death, Clues of the Beatles. Joseph, the author of the book on how the Beatles died, was, at least at one point, a big fan of the Beatles, as you'll hear. So this isn't just some traditional Catholic who wants egg on the face of anyone who still likes rock and roll. This might sound sensational or a podcast just for clickbait, but it's important to realize that playing with the devil has real-life consequences. So now we'll begin Margaret's book review of Joseph's book. I will link that Tradition and Action website in my show notes, but I'll now read the full blog post. John Lennon's Packed with Satan. By Margaret Galitsyn, a book review of The Lenin Prophecy, written by Joseph Nitzgoda, March 2009, produced by New Chapter Press, 284 pages. Margaret begins the blog, a book by jo- Joseph Nitzgoda, The Lenin Prophecy, A New Examination of the Death Clues of the Beatles, makes a good case for John Lennon making a pact with Satan in exchange for fame and fortune. The author is a first-generation Beatle fan, has read every book out on the rock group, and admits conflict with his love of the music and the evil that he perceives surrounding it. His book, A 15-Year Project, was an effort, he said, to try to define or make sense of that evil. In fact, this is the book I was always planning to write about the Beatles. Since I threw out my Beatles albums along with the rest of my rock music many years ago, I've been gathering facts about the clues and signs of a Satanic link, evidence of camaraderie with occultists, and their dabbling with the occult. Believe me, plenty exists. There is nothing new in the facts Nisgoda presents. They were all out there. He just brings the clues, as he calls them, together to make a convincing case of Lenin's pact with Satan. I believe it's a valid thesis, although I would go further and say the other Beatles also signed the contract. Throughout the book, he certainly implicates the whole group as linked to the occult. Nitzgoda starts his book with the well-known remark Lennon made to his friend Tony Sheridan in the mid-1960s, I've sold my soul to the devil. In the next chapters, he goes on to show how this nobody group of British miscreants rose to fame. It is explained by a pact John Lennon made with the devil for fame and fortune. The Pact when was the pact made? Nizgoda pinpoints the date, December 27, 1960, the night the Beatles played at the Town Hall Ballroom in Litherland, England. Lennon was a 20 year old wannabe rock star in a mediocre band not so different from so many others at the time. He was desperate to be, quote, more famous than Elvis, end quote. Desperate enough to sell his soul to the devil. Nizkoda contends. During that performance, Nizkoda reports, quote, the Beatles evoked a response noticeably different from anything in their past, end quote. As they played, the crowd unexpectedly surged onto the stage, and the girls started to scream. It had never happened before, but it, was always, it would always happen afterwards. It was the birth of Beatlemania. All four have noted this night as the turning point in their careers. Even though I have no specific study on the topic to object to this date, I believe it more likely that the pact was made some days before that date. This would give the devil time to prepare the fans for that exaggerated reaction on December 27th. Nizgoda also says that this gig marks the beginning of Lenin's avowedly anti-Christian behavior. From biographies of Lenin, he presents many fr- profane acts Lenin carries out publicly with no apparent purpose except to blaspheme christ 20 years later on december 8th 1980 mark david chapman fired five shots from a revolver at lennon in front of the dakota building in new york where yoko and john had an apartment on the same floor by the way where rosemary's baby was filmed lennon died shortly afterwards if john had entered into a 20-year pact with the devil for wealth and world fame That contract ended that day with his violent death. Mark Chapman would later claim he was instructed to kill Lennon by a voice in his head that kept insisting, Do it. Do it. Do it. Five years later, at Attica State Prison, Chapman asked for an exorcism to be made by a priest. He said he was delivered from five or six demons. The Clues Much of the book is an examination of the clues left by the Beatles themselves on album covers and in the music, clues that point to ties with the occult and the theory that Lennon knew the time and the place of his death. To demonstrate his thesis, he follows a well-documented trail of sorcery, mysticism, numerology, backwards masking, and anagrams. He claims that clues for telling the death of Lennon are revealed in album covers such as Rubber Soul, Yesterday and Today, a collection of Beatles oldies, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, Yellow Submarine, Magical Mystery Tour, Abbey Road, as well as the Lennon solo albums Imagine and Walls and Bridges. In my opinion, you have to stretch a bit some of these clues to arrive at his thesis, but putting them all together, one finds the evidence compelling and even a bit frightening. For example, the album cover of The Beatles' Yesterday and Today, released in 1966, may say nothing about Lennon's death, but it literally shouts that the so-called Fab Four were involved in Satanism. Called the Butcher Cover, in it the Beatles pose in butcher smocks with raw meat, eyeballs, and decapitated babies draped over their laps and shoulder. This horrendous picture clearly refers to the kind of infanticide that takes place in satanic rituals and devil worships Nisgoda affirms. It is the only credible way I see to explain the message of the picture. It's surely not just avant-garde art. Take a look yourself and see if you would say it's just merry pranksters making a joke as some Beatles fans pretend. The author also finds many clues in lyrics that also reveal the mysterious prediction of Lenin's death and connections to the devil. It's not so ludicrous as you might think. Songs often came to Lenin in dreams and usually became major hits why he always kept a pad of paper and pencil nearby in one of lenin's last songs help me to help myself he could well have been revealing he realized that his time was running out the song began well i tried so hard to stay alive but the angel of destruction keeps on hounding me all around but i know in my heart that we never really parted oh no in the final moments of the song lenin can be heard talking in a faint voice saying i see i see That's how you're going to do it, Hun. Okay. As Nisgoda insists, there is nothing in this book that is not already in the public domain. All he did was connect the dots, and the resulting picture reveals occult links and the strong possibility that the Beatles had preternatural help in their rise to fame. Would I suggest reading the book? No, for Catholics who already realize rock music is bad, it isn't worth the time. But yes, for Catholics who still listen to and love their Beatles music, if they can become convinced of the source of the group's fame, they may finally become frightened enough to throw away their Beatles music. May God bless you all.